Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian Podcast. I am your host, Anna Hudak. So yeah, we definitely got quite a bit to uh, talk about today. When I say quite a bit, I mean, not really, but should be enough to make a decently decent sized show. So that's what we're going to go with. Uh, but we definitely do have some interesting things to go about, talk about. So, anywho, uh, but yeah, anyway, quick reminder, um, if you run a blog, a YouTube channel, or a podcast, or some other content, you know, make some other content of some kind, um, I'd love to advertise for you here on the show. Um, quite simply, I would love to move away from monetary ads and just start um, supporting other content creators, you know. So if you do, you have a video version of the podcast and an audio, you can make, um, you know, an advertisement for one or both of the diversions. You know, you can make one for, you can make an advertisement for just the YouTube version of the podcast or just the audio version or maybe both. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, you know, you can contact me. Um, all my uh, links to contact are in the fucking description. So contact me if you are a content creator. Um, anyway. Um, enough of that. Um, so there, there's a few things I have been thinking. So we're going to get to news because there are actually a few um, news stories I definitely feel like we should talk about. Um, very big stories. But before that, there's a few things I have been kind of on my mind as of late. Um, so one of them is... I'm going to be honest... I really struggle. I mean, it's no secret. I mean, if you've been, you know, following me at any for any length of time, you know, whether it's on this podcast or my blog or Twitter or whatever, you know, you know, I struggle feeling inferior. But one of the things I've really been, I've really realized, I never really realized until now, um, is that how inferior I feel for being poor. So to kind of give some, at least some backdrop and. Okay, I, and I want to make this clear. I am talking about poor in context of Western country. I know that I have a large listener base in India um, and a few other countries. Um, you know, we got listeners from, you know, like Pakistan, um, Sri Lanka, you know, Peru. You know, I'm talking... Um, in fact, India is actually our second largest... Um, listener base, um, and actually Ghana, I think that's how it's pronounced, G-A-A-N-A, um, the app, the, 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 the app, um, for, uh, Indian, for, uh, Indian users, um, it's actually the largest, most used podcast app to listen to this podcast, so, if you're listening to me on Ghana, Jana, whatever, G-A-A-N-A, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, you're my uh, number one podcasting app uh, family, so congrats. Uh, but so, yeah, anyway, so also, you know, since Indians, you are my second largest audience. Teach me how to pander to you. I need to learn how to pander you to you a bit more, so. Um, anyway, um, you know, um, so I want to make it clear, you know, I'm talking, when I talk about, you know, poor and well, I am speaking strictly in a Western country context. I, I recognize that, you know, if you live in a, you know, non-Western country, 
doesn't really apply to you. Um, it's different. Um, but anyway, so, for, you know, for me, one of the things has been, you know, uh, so for reference for how poor I am in a Western context, um, when me and my dad worked a combined five jobs, both working more than full-time hours, like 40-plus hours a week, both of us. Um, you know, um, we were, um, we still didn't make 50000 a year. We could not make it to 50000 a year, even then. You know, both of us working, you know, more than 80 hours a week, probably close to, probably I would say even more than 90 hours a week. Um... You know, five jobs still can make 50K. You know, that is just how poor my family has always been. Um, you know, but I've always kind of grown up around rich families, you know, whether it's family friends or my own personal friends. For some other reason, most of our friends have always been pretty filthy fucking rich, you know. Um, you know, so like growing up, you know. When I, you know, we bought about one pair of shoes a year and we had to make it, you know, make those shoes last a whole fucking year. And, you know, even when we did buy new ones, you know, we had to buy them on sale at like Walmart, you know, because my family doesn't have money. It never has. But then, you know, potential to get, you know, all of, you know, the family friends and my personal friends, you know, just friends. We're just going to layer under friends, you know. I mean, I've never had that many personal friends, but even then, the few I did have were pretty fucking rich. Um, you know, they always got several different pairs of really nice shoes a year. You know, name brand shoes, you know. Definitely not at Walmart. You know, um, you know, they would often eat out constantly. They were always eating out. And when, you know, when you went to stores, you know, they bought nice expensive food. My family barely affords uh, store brand, it definitely does not eat out pretty much ever, you know, um, and when we go and eat out, it's like a fucking treat, like, like it's a treat to eat out, because you just, because we just don't have the money to ever eat out, um, you know, and even when we do eat out, we have to buy the cheapest things there, pretty much, so, you know, um, Usually we save up, try to save up somewhat, you know, uh, make it a special occasion, you know, um, for Christmas, you know, you know, whenever it was like, you know, Christmases or birthdays, you know, for me and my entire family, my entire life, you know, um, you didn't ask for anything that was over 20 bucks. Cause if you asked for anything that was over $20, that was your one present, um, but, you know, then, like, all the kids I ever grew up around, you know, it wasn't uncommon for them to receive video game consoles. Or, you know, um, nice new bikes, you know. Not that I really cared about bikes, because I, I mean, I haven't even ridden one in, like, 15 years, okay? Like, um, and even back then, I was sucked at it. Um, uh, but, you know, like, but still, you know, it just shows that the wealth I had, they would just get, like, brand new bikes, you know, um. You know, even it went, and then, you know, when we got older, you know, a lot of family friends would give her kids brand new cars, you know, um, just show, you know, and it's just 
that's, you know, but then we, like, you know, the most expensive gift I would ever receive was, like, you know, like, maybe 20 bucks. Like, that was, like, the most expensive thing I would ever get. You know, and you grow up and you notice these things, you know. Like, I was, you know, always embarrassed, you know, kind of say, you know, what I got for Christmas for my birthday, you know. Um, because, you know, they would usually have these really big, expensive, awesome things. You know. You know, and what made me kind of realize this, you know, that how ashamed I am of being poor came about a week ago now. Um, my mom, she was telling me about some family friends, you know, who I haven't seen in, like, goddamn, I can't even think of how long. Like, I mean, I was a small kid when I last saw them. But, you know, very, you know, very, you know, my... My family, I think I ever met them, I think in college? No, I think before college. They knew them at least during high school. So, you know, like, these are long-time friends of my parents, you know. Going back decades. Like, I'm talking, like, what, like, three-plus decades, you know, 30-plus years, you know. Uh, we're going to call them the Owens family. That's not for actual you know, surname or last name. It's just what we're going to call them. We're just going to call them the Owens family. You know, so the Owens family are obscenely fucking rich. Um, not quite, I don't think they're quite millionaires, but you know, I think from what I understand, you know, they're kind of, they're past a half million mark a year, you know, they make a little bit more than that, you know, they, they make more than, from what I understand, like more than half a million a year. Um, you know, um, and, you know, one of her daughters, um, she's about to get married into another obscenely rich family. You know, her husband comes from an obscenely rich family. Um, and her husband is also a doctor. Doctors kind of get paid a lot, you know. Um, and so, like, her wedding, you know, and apparently they're, like, my parent, the Owens family, you know, Owens is were telling my parents, you know, kind of about the wedding that's upcoming, you know, and my mom's just sitting there telling me, like, I hope we don't post any pictures of it on Facebook because I'm going to be beyond depressed seeing that because, like, it's going to be so massive and so beautiful, you know, and my, you know, and, and meanwhile, you know, my, uh, one of my younger sisters, you know, uh, she's going to be getting married at some point. We don't know exactly when yet, you know, she and her, uh, she and her boyfriend are waiting for them both to graduate college before they get married. Um, so we don't really know yet, but, you know, it's not going to be an expensive wedding because my family has no money. No, it's going to be a very, very cheap family, uh, uh, you know, uh, wedding. And my mom was sitting there thinking, telling me, you know, kind of half-jokingly, you know, maybe we'll just tell the Owenses that, you know, that, uh, you know, that my sister and her boyfriend eloped, you know. Maybe they got secretly married or something, didn't tell us. Like, I'm certainly not, you know, showing any pictures of the wedding anymore, you know. I'm certainly going to kind of keep quiet that they got married, you know. And it's just like, I don't blame her. You know what? Like, I don't blame her. You know, it also felt like it also kind of came to me that it's probably not a good time to mention, you know, that if for some godforsaken reason I'd ever get married. You know, like, once again, I'm quite happy being single. 
I have no plans to not be single in the future. You know, if I die single, I will be more than happy. Just want to make that clear, you know, like, I am not planning on getting married. I am quite planning on dying single and quite happy being single. Um, I kind of like singleness. Um, but, you know, just in case I were, you know. You know what my mar my wedding would probably look like? Um, courthouse wedding. Where everybody just wears whatever you found in for fucking closet. So if it's a graphic tee, then guess what? You come wearing a graphic tee. Um, and then the great big grand reception is everybody going down to Dairy Queen. And, you know, ordering some milkshakes for themselves. So, you know... I felt like that was probably not the time to mention to my mom and that's what I was thinking. That if I were to ever for some godforsaken reason get married, that's what my wedding would look like. You know, felt like it was probably a good, not a good moment to mention that. But, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I, I don't blame her, you know. It's like, I feel the same way, you know. And I kind of came to realize, you know, I feel, you know, like just how much shame I feel in my poorness, you know. Like, for instance... I don't want to, you know, I'm kind of ashamed of, you know, how I'm living at the moment. Like, this apartment is a El Cheapo apartment. You know, like, this is not well decorated. It looks like a poor apartment. It's like, I don't want any of my friends to know where I live. Not only, you know, not only do I not want them to come over, I don't even want them to know where I live. I don't want them to know my address or anything. Um. I have no idea what that sound is, just in case you hear it, so sorry about that if you hear a weird-ass noise. I don't know what it is. But anyway, you know, so it's just like, you know, just, I don't want to know where I live because I'm ashamed of it. You know, I'm ashamed because most of, you know, the few personal friends I have, most of them are pretty obscenely rich. I've seen their houses. They're nice as fuck. You know, like, they live a pretty wealthy lifestyle. And, like, I know that they know I'm poor. Still, like, you can't escape it once you see where I live, you know? And what it looks like inside of my apartment and all that stuff. And I feel inferior. I feel quite inferior. You know, and I know it's a stupid social programming, you know? But, you know, like, it's stupid that society teaches that poor is bad, but, like, it is what I definitely internalized. And I don't know how to get over that, to be honest. I don't know how to get over that shame, that unjust shame. But, you know, I guess at least it's good that I recognize that now and maybe I can somehow find, figure out a way. I don't know. But yeah, something I've kind of come to realize as of late, something I need to work on definitely, you know. And so it's like, you know, it also just doesn't make sense because like all of them know that I was homeless last year, you know. Like I was, I was homeless, you know, they all know that. And so it's like, why am I so embarrassed of this, you know, but social, socialization, what you gonna do about it? Anywho. Um, let us actually dive into, you know, the actual 
meat and potatoes, or since I'm vegetarian, just potatoes, I guess, of um, this episode. So we got some news that we definitely need to talk about. Two news stories. The first one, of course, as usual, you can find the links to all of our news stories in the show notes or YouTube description. Um, and this one is from Edge Media Network. Um, the article is, Draft of Cuba's New Family Code Opens Door for Gay Marriage. The draft of a new family code for Cuba released Wednesday proposes allowing same-sex couples to marry and adopt, as well as giving children greater participation in decisions that affect them. The preliminary draft, which must be approved by Cuba's parliament and then go to a grassroots plebiscite, comes almost three years after the island's communist government backed away from enshrining gay marriage protections in its new constitution in the face of opposition. Evangelical groups have objected to the constitutional proposal. Of course, who else would be objecting to it? Um, anyway, to objected to the constitutional proposal to eliminate the description of marriage as a union of a man and a woman and change it to the union of two people with absolutely equal rights and obligations. We consider this text to be consistent with the constitutional text and develop and update the various legal family institutions in correspondence with the humanistic nature of our social process. Justice Minister Oscar Silveria, so, sorry, Silvera Martinez said in announcing the draft. Evangelical groups, however, are objected to are expected to object to the change in the family co-draft. Because why would they not? Because we're uh, fascistic motherfuckers um, who want to control all of society. And what better way to control society than forcing everyone to be the exact same? Uh, anyway, continuing on. Both Martinez and Yamila gonzalez Freire, vice president of the National Union of Jurors of Cuba, emphasized that the proposed family code is much broader than an authorization of same-sex marriage. It protects all expressions of family diversity and the right of each person to establish a family in coherence with the constitutional principles of plurality, inclusion, and human dignity, Gonzalez said. The draft, which has more than 480 articles, was drawn up by a team of 30 experts and will be posted on the Justice Ministry's website to collect opinions. It will then go to lawmakers, likely in December, then to a popular referendum, possibly next year. Cuba's current family code dates from 1975 and has been overtaken by new family structures and social changes, legal experts say. So yeah, possible good news in Cuba coming uh, later. So we're, we're going to see... Um, I will try to keep an eye on this, see if, in fact, uh, same-sex marriage comes a legal thing in Cuba. Because big news if it does. So, congratulations, at least, for, you know, proposing this. You know, it seems like this is something that could be happening, so. Congrats on it, I guess. Anywho... We have a second story. Um, this one is from uh, uh, the AP. Um, I don't actually have the title of the thing in front of me because I had to take screenshots um, and it didn't catch the title because the article would not download onto my computer. Anyway, so, um, but anyway, I think you'll quickly understand what the story is saying. So this is from the Associated Press. 
the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America installed its first openly transgender bishop in a service held in San Francisco's Grace Cathedral on Saturday. The Reverend Megan Rohrer, uh, sorry if I mispronounced the last name, will lead one of the church's 65 synods, overseeing nearly 200 congregations in Northern California and Northern Nevada. Oops. Um, my call is to be up to the most, sorry, let me try that again. My call is to be up to the same messy, loving things I was up to before, Roar told worshipers. But mostly, if you'll let me, and I think you will, my hope is to love you and beyond that, to love what you love. Roar was elected in May to serve a six-year term as Bishop of the Sierra Pacific Synod after its current bishop renounced its retirement. I step into this role because a diverse community of Lutherans in Northern California and Nevada prayerfully and thoughtfully voted to do a sort thing, or said in a statement. My installation will celebrate all that is possible when we trust God to shepherd us forward. War, who uses the pronoun they, previously served as a pastor of Grace Lutheran Church in San Francisco and a chaplain coordinator for the city's police department, and also helped minister to the city's homeless and LGBT community. They studied religion at Augustana uh, University in her hometown of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, before moving to California to pursue master and doctoral degrees at the Pacific School of Religion in Berkeley. Rohr became one of seven LGBTQ pastors accepted by the Progressive Evangelical Lutheran Church in 2010 after it allowed ordination of pastors in same-sex relationships. Rohr is married and has two children. The church is one of the largest Christian denominations in the United States with about 3.3 million members. So yeah, absolutely fucking huge. Um, once again, the walls are breaking down as we we are now finally seeing a more diverse uh, clergy, you know, which is only good. I mean, how else can you understand? I mean, you can't understand the Bible from strictly one perspective. One's perspective does not see all. You have to have many perspectives. And this is just, you know, you're never going to truly understand God, you know, theology, you know, all this stuff, you know. Um, or just understand society in general, you know, unless you are more diverse. And by allowing queer people, especially trans people now, um, it just adds more depth, more beauty to theology, to understanding God, to the church. And this is such a positive thing. It's just so beautiful to see. Uh, congratulations to the Lutheran Church for doing this. This is a huge-ass milestone, quite a de quite definitely. Um, so, yeah, um, good for them, you know, for Aurora. This is pretty fucking awesome to see. Anyway, uh, that's really all I got to say about those news articles. Um, so today, we're going to try something a little bit different. We're going to go, because honestly, we think I really didn't have much for this episode. So um, this is my desperate attempt at having content for this episode. We are going to go down the Reddit hole, my friends. Yes, going down the Reddit hole. See what we can find on the Wild West. Of Reddit. Um, so the, I have four Reddit um, posts today. We are going to go down. 
And of course, you can find links to all of these in the show notes or YouTube description if you want to see these yourself. So the first one, uh, so the first post we're going to look at today is from our ace. No, it's an asexual. It's an asexual meme forum. And it's titled, I Beg to Differ. And so the picture, so they have screenshotted a picture here. And the picture says this. It's just, you know, like, kind of look like it comes from an article or a book. Don't know what, though. And so what it says this uh, is, She said as long as there's still attraction, a slow burn can, can work. If there isn't a physical attraction, it's a big ask. Because then you just go to companionship and commitment. But no chemistry, no sex. Then underlined, because a good sex life is important in a relationship. And so once again, the title is, I Beg to Differ. Because, true. I mean, how is sex important in a relationship? Like, I love how she said, like, this person says, because then you just go to companionship and commitment. No chemistry. No sex. How is companionship and commitment not enough? Like, I think this says a lot about your relationship. If companionship and commitment isn't enough. Like, how do you have friends, period? Like. Like, I want to know, like, how do you see relationships? Like, 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 companionship and commitment should absolutely be enough, um, I, I would think. Um, I don't think that sex should be required for that. Um, you know, asexual marriages are absolutely a thing. No, and I just love how, you know, this, I mean, this is sexu compulsory sexuality. I mean, at the end of the day, this is just saying that sex is required. You know, you can't, you know, you, you, you're lesser for, I mean, this just continues to push the notion that you're lesser if you don't want sex. You know, that everyone, in fact, wants sex. And if you say that you don't want sex, well, it's just that, you know, you haven't found the right person yet. You know, um, you just haven't had a good enough sex experience yet, you know. Or maybe you're just, you know, you just don't have enough, you know, of a sex drive. You know, you need to take uh, medications for that. Which is fucking bullshit. But um, if I were to be president, the first thing I'd do is ban all, you know, sex medicine. You know, like Viagra and that bullshit. Um, you know, but anyway, um, you know. It's just like, it's so bullshit, man. Like, this notion that sex is required is harmful. It doesn't as any no basis in reality. It just like, makes you feel that you're lesser than if you don't want to have sex. You know, especially like if you are married, you know, and you don't have a desire for sex. Like it just tells you that you are lesser than. You're married, you know. You you're married, you know. If you that you, you are harming your marriage by not desiring sex, which is complete bullshit. There is literally no good reason to be pushing this kind of bullshit. Um. That, that good sex life is important in a relationship because it's harmful at the end of the day. It's most unhelpful, stereo, harmful stereotypes 
and the harmful idea of the harmful social pressure of sexual um, compulsory sex um, needs to die. Anyway, there were a few good comments by these redditors, by, you know, people commenting on this, and I definitely want to read. Uh, the top one is by Chris Crossroads. A good sex life isn't necessarily an active one. A fucking man. Uh, the second one, Tall Hobbit. I would say you have a good sex life. I've never had sex, lol. You know what? A fucking man, you know? I too, uh, you know, and I have had a good sex life. And what I mean by that is I've never had sex and never will have sex, God willing. I think that is a very wonderful sex life indeed. Oh god, I just noticed this one Reddit user's name. <laughs> I I don't know how to, I don't know if I can read this one. <laughs> Waluigi's Bulge says <laughs> the Reddit name, the usernames you folks come up on Reddit are wild. I'm just saying. Oh, by the way, I, you know, I mean, I, I came up just a generic, bland old, you know, inside joke, Nickly Bear. Then there's people coming off of Waluigi's Bulge. The best one I've ever seen, the best one I have ever seen in my life, is Biden's Butt Wipe. <laughs> is, no, sorry, Biden's, Biden's Butt Wiper. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, you can't get better than butt, Biden's Butt Wiper. <laughs> I mean, that is, like, just the best, man, just the best. Anyway, Waluigi's Bulge says, I mean... If you're asexual, not having sex is the basis of a good sex life between you and your partner, right? It's absolutely important, just not in the way described here. Um, you know, Girl Supersonic Boy says, My my BF and I beg to differ. Dated online for a year, he even moved to me about three or four months ago. Our love is great and he is so patient with me and my ace ass. Real Toaster Lighting says, quoting, you know, quotes the article in saying slow burn. I can't tell if we're talking about a fanfic, cooking, or something else. I am book it, uh, the, the original poster response saying, I think fanfic since I was searching up the trope slow burn, but who the hell knows? Anyway, but yeah, so, uh, anyway, I think that, anyway, continue, I think that's probably enough that we need to read from now, but fun little thread, I had a lot of fun reading that for the first time. Uh, the second one is from, uh, the Reddit forum, Artistrate's Okay. The title of the post is, I'm going to go down that pole very deep now, be right back. So this is from Twitter. They screenshotted this uh, friend on Twitter. So it starts with uh, Gwen Canson saying, Yes, 
alpha males cheat. You either accept it or find someone lower on the pole. Kate responds, my sigma doesn't, you know, could, uh, I don't know, satisfied face emoji? And they are much better. Um, so anyway, once again, without the emoji, it's my sigma doesn't. And they are much better. Harun Shumba responds to Kate. A true Sigma can never be, quote-unquote, yours. Okay. Where do I even start? Like, no, like, legitimate question. Where do you start with this? First off, like, are we seriously going with the alpha, sigma, beta, male thing? Like, seriously? Like, you realize this is all bullshit, right? Like, this, this like, none of this shit has any basis on reality. <laughs> I mean, this is so fucking stupid, you know? And, like... <laughs> You know, the same motherfuckers who are talking about, like, alpha males and sigma males are the same motherfuckers who say that LGBT terminology is too confusing. Like, like seriously, what the fuck does sigma male even mean? Like, what the fuck does alpha male mean? Like, who fucking knows? <laughs> and this notion that, you know, quote-unquote quote, alpha males cheat, whoever separates someone lower on the pole... So now we're just normalizing cheaters, okay? So, like, <clears throat> you just gotta accept that, you know, that, that your boy is gonna cheat or, you know, you're just not good enough for him, you know? It's his duty to cheat on you. Just, <laughs> it's fucking wild, man, like, Just do a polygamous, just do a polygamous open relationship then, like, that's the way you're gonna be, like, I guarantee you these fuckers aren't. Just like, just, just, just be polygamous then, like, good fucking god, man, just, just do it. I mean, it says, like, a true sigma can never be quote-unquote yours. Like, oh my god. Oh my god, just... This shit is fucking wild. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, these, these fuckers are wild. Um. Anyway, so, Justin used... So, is it, let's say I sent a comments uh, that were left. Justin user 2000, um, for Flair says, the political gender, amen, a fucking man, um, said, responds to the saying, isn't these people, or something, ISTG, these people? I have no idea what we're trying to say. Anyway, these people will say, LGBT terminology is too complicated. And then say shit like, this alpha is showing some beta behavior by cucking for the female. He doesn't now, she only wants Chad. He will never achieve the Sigma grind set. Unfortunately, that's, uh... That quote 
it's kind of, you know, actual things I actually would expect on the bows for a board. So, like, that's not actually a, like, a, uh, too much, not really a straw man or an exaggeration of what they say. Like, I used to be in the Mixtau community. Um, back when I was denying I, I was trans. Um, I was very much deep in the Mixtau community. I, I can't confirm it. I can think of a lot of posts that I saw um, that look pretty much just like that. Um, and no, by the way, you do not want to know what Chan means or uh, cucking or, you know, stuff like that. Anywho, Expert Accident also wrote Sigma, Alpha, Beta. Etc. It's just astrology for men. Change my mind. Yeah, you know what? Uh, completely fucking agree. Uh, how, you know, how is this not? Like, it's got about as much basis in reality as astrology. In other words, it's all bullshit. You can do female astrology, which is bullshit, or you can do male astrology. Which is bullshit. None of this shit has any basis in reality. It's just dumb shit that people do to sound self-important. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure out where this starts. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out, because this is one of the greatest um, responses on Reddit history I've ever seen. Like, I just loved it, man. Like, uh... <laughs> so, okay, so, anyway, so, okay, so, so many responses. So, we're going to actually continue on from there. So, Expert Excellent wrote definitely, you know, it's just a charlotte for men. So, James, James Colt responded... I say it's worse. Seems more destructive. Willow's Closet responded to that saying, Astrology claims to give information about someone's personality traits, whereas this shit here claims to give information about one's someone's value. Say what you want about astrology, but at least it doesn't exist to rank people as better or worse by putting the biggest assholes on top of some made-up hierarchy. And then responding to that is, Triple X, Sex Man, 69, Triple X. <laughs> you, you always know you're going to get some, um, you know, really deep, you know, well-thought-out responses and uh, by, you know, Triple X, Sex Man, 69, Triple X. Um, who responded, I am not an asshole. I am a Sigma male. Demi Girl Tushka responds, If you are a Sigma... What are you doing in Reddit? Don't you have fish antibiotics to hoard? Oh. But another response to Sexman69 is, I don't like pickles. Who says, what's the difference? So remember, we're responding to, I am not an asshole. I am a Sigma male. So what's, I don't like pickles says, what's the difference? Sexman69 responds to that. I have no time to explain it to betas like you. Stop interrupting my grind set. I don't like pickles responds, I'm a grind set your face on a potter's wheel. Oof. 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 
unironically, though, like, that is the perfect response to fuckers like those. Like, that is the perfect response right there. I mean, that's the only way to respond to these fuckers. It's beautiful, man. Um, let's see. Anywho, I think that's probably enough for that one. So respond, returning to ace, the asexual meme board. Um, they, they did, oh no, they found us. And they have screenshotted a picture from um, Tumblr, a Tumblr username, Eid Ariat. Capital E I D lowercase A R I capital A T says, I don't believe in asexuality. Y'all just droids made by the government. <laughs> you know what? I agree with you, buddy. You, you caught us. That's who we are. You know? It's definitely true. I mean, what can I say? They caught us red-handed. You know, how could somebody be asexual? We all know that, you know, to be human is to desire sex. I mean, can, can have you fully lived until you've lost your virginity? <clears throat> you know? Obviously, you know, if you're asexual... You're either a plant or you're a robot. It's one of those two. There are no in-betweens. It's impossible to be human and not want, you know, and not want sex. You know, it's the most basic human desire after all. You know, um, you see where we were created by the government to destroy humanity by refusing to reproduce, obviously. Um, this, this fucker nailed it. Absolutely. So the, so the first response, which I think says it all, is somebody who has a binary, um, username, um, said, responds by saying, that's ridiculous. They're out of batteries. <laughs> Fucking beautiful. <laughs> this that's too fucking beautiful. Anywho, this is a more serious one. We're gonna end on a much more serious one before we get to uh, the good news story for today. Um, this is one I just wanted to talk about seriously. Uh, so this is not going to be a fun one. Um, uh, and this is by uh, one of my favorite Reddit forums. Um, Raised by Narcissists. The title is, Babies who act like adults are the best. You are like that too. So the post says, My end mom, which is narcissistic mom. Um, so whenever it is, is uh, said that 
sorry, so my end mom, narcissistic mom, said this as she showed me a video of a toddler talking surprisingly maturely, fawning over whatever her mom was giving them, and in general smiling and being polite in whatever situation they were being put in as her parents made videos of him for the internet. My end mom watches this video, toddler's videos, goes on about how cute this baby is, now they remind her of me, and it made me so angry. I wasn't born mature. I was pretending to be an adult because my parents were parentifying me and expected me to be agreeable. The alternative, the other alternative to this was getting beat up. It infuriates me how narcissists watch the whole world from a work perspective, where everything that they did was the best version of how things should be for others. She, quote-unquote, brought up a disciplined and polite kid so only kids who are brought up like that are the best. Yeah, I mean, this is fucking bullshit. Kids are not supposed to act like that. I guarantee you, if, a, if a, like a fucking five-year-old is acting like an adult, they're being abused. And I guarantee it, 100% of the time, that is true. Find me a single situation where that's not true. You can't do it. Here's the thing. I was that kid. I was that kid who, always growing up, was being praised for how mature, how adult-like I was, you know? You know, people were praising my parents for raising us to be so, so, to behave so well, you know? Even as, like, fucking toddlers, you know, we would just sit there straight, straight as a whistle, never making a sound, you know, while we patiently waited for our parents to finish things. And parents, and our parents would be like, how do you get your kids to be so quiet and so still? And the reason for it is because we were being fucking abused. We were fucking terrified of what we would what would happen to us if we didn't. We were terrified of being physically beaten for it, you know? Getting, you know, spanked and, you know, um, being deprived of things, you know? Um, you know, having all of our toys taken away. Having all of our books taken away. And that happened all the time. I mean, it happened all the fucking time where we would just, you know, if we didn't behave... Well, guess what? We're throwing away all of your toys. No, that's not a joke. They would literally, you know, if we didn't do, if we didn't behave exactly how they wanted, they would literally come in and throw away all of our books and toys. And I mean, throw away. They did not keep it, put it in a box, you know, in, in stores. No, they literally threw it out to the dumpster, never to be seen again. That's what happened if we misbehaved. We got all of our shit taken away and thrown away. It happened to me quite a few fucking times growing up. Up until I escaped from my parents because I accidentally uh, knocked out a window screen while playing a game of um, hide and seek because I was being an idiot. I literally had to do the dishes, all the family's dishes, for 12 straight years. It's not a joke. I literally did the dishes every single day for the family for 12 years because of something I did where I accidentally knocked out a window screen while playing hide-and-seek because I was being an idiot. Sure, I was being an idiot. should have been punished for it. But 12 fucking years of doing the dishes? Are you fucking me? 
that's that's the household I grew up in. So any so any wonder if I grew up like so well behaved and so mature. I never got to be a kid. This wasn't healthy. And not only that, my parents wouldn't even listen to me whenever I had emotional problems. I was told to just suck it up and get over. I'm still hurting to this fucking day because of all that bullshit. My emotional growth stunted. We stunted there. Okay? No kid should be quote-unquote mature or old for her age if they are ever being abused. It's fucking evil. <sighs> There's a few responses to this that I think really help drive home this point. Employee Strange, 2004, responds, I remember going to a doctor's appointment as a teenager with my mom. Doctor kept making comments about how well-behaved I was and how most teenagers are at least a little rebellious. My mom took it as a compliment, but I could tell doctor was side-eyeing the whole dynamic. She'd likely seen that sort of behavior before. All right, I think I'm starting to get hiccups now, so we're going to... Kind of moving along, but anyway, um, Tired Empath 9 also wrote, Yeah, I remember as a kid, I remember being a kid and my mom would tell people how glad she was I was so mature. I was never allowed to be a kid or have fe big feelings without being spanked or yelled at. Hey, that's me as well, Anna, you know, that's me, you know, Anna as well. Um, anyway, and now that I'm in my late 30s, I'm in therapy for learning how to express my emotions. Ugh, fuck these people. Oh no, like I'm in my early 20s and I'm still learning how to express my emotions. I'm just starting to learn, so I feel you. Anyway, I think that's enough for that. I think it's time to get into the good news story for today. Um, so today, once as usual, from Good News Network. Um... A town near Rome is selling old homes for $1. A trend again across Italy in many beautiful villages. They got pictures, and my God, that's a, that's a beautiful village. It's, a, it's from the Manza Commune. It's fucking beautiful, man. Like, holy shit. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so that's the title. And so the article is, If you're the mayor of a rustic 800-year-old town of just 1,000 people, how can you stop the town from fading away as young people move to the major cities? How about, uh, how about you sell all the empty, empty properties for one euro? 44 towns in Italy are currently listed under the one euro house project, which serves the triple purpose of saving old abandoned real estate from condemnation, repopulating historic towns with dwindling populations, and allowing young people a super easy entrance into the real estate market for the purposes of investment or starting a family. These towns are the kinds of places that we Americans could never believe could be abandoned and that delight us with our iniquity. Yeah, because I mean, what, like the oldest towns like 400 fucking years? 
I mean, I can't imagine. Like, I genuinely cannot imagine. Like, the oldest city I've ever been in was 200 years old. Like, I can't even imagine um, a city that old and that antique. Like, I genuinely can't. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think. Probably was, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy, man. It's crazy to think about. Um, like, I mean, it genuinely it amazes me that there are cities that are, like, thousands of years old. Like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I've been uh, reading... Um, British history for dummies, um, you know, started trying to understand British humor, uh, and why did I say British humor? My god, that's not what I'm trying to understand. Uh, British history, why the fuck did I say humor? My dog, my god, why did I say my dog? I can't speak, I, oh my god, I can't speak right now. I have seemed to, uh, my, my, my mouth doesn't want to speak words anymore, actual words anymore, or correct words anymore. Anywho, um, but, you know, studying British history and just how fucking old a lot of these cities and universities are. And it's just like, uh, how? How is that fucking possible? I can't even imagine. Like, I can't imagine. Anyway. Moving along. The one-euro house project allows mayors of small towns to put their empty properties up for sale for just one euro. Housing agreements are for three years typically and struck with a deposit of... Uh, 5,000 euro from the buyer to ensure the property will be restored. A detailed plan of the restoration, be it for the purpose of a restaurant, a bread and breakfast, or a normal home must be agreed upon, and at least semi-permanent residence is encouraged, reports CNN, who took a Lanzo and Lazio, took a look at a, took, sorry, who took a look a Manzio and Lazio. I know I'm butchering all of these Italian names, but you know what, it's Italian's fault for coming up with names that would be hard for an American English-only speaker to, to pronounce. So, what I'm saying is, they asked for it. You know, that's obviously how this works. Anyway, here are some other towns looking for fresh oxygen. Pignone. The beautiful town of Pignone, or Feather, is located in the La Spezia province of southwest, southeast Nigeria, near the Cinque Terra National Park, made famous by Rick Steves. By the way, you can see pictures of all of these towns in the article, and they're fucking beautiful, man. Like, you gotta see these. I mean, my God, they're beautiful. Um, anyway. Ancient is the history of Pignone that dates back to some finds in the Bronze Age, writes the listing on the One Euro House Project website. The village is without walls, but the compactness of the houses leaning against each other forms a defensive barrier along the canal that crosses it. To enter the village, you have to cross a characteristic Romanesque bridge in the form of a donkey's back, built around 1500. As part of the Valley of Vera, Pignone is the site of corn, legume, and potato cultivation, the former of which is very important as it goes towards the production of polenta, a regional staple. I have no idea what the fuck that is. But apparently it's important there. Every year at the end of summer, a farmer's festival is held in town, attended by hundreds of people to showcase the local products. Sambuca. A hilly town about 900 feet above sea level, Sambuca is inhabited by around 6,000 people, as the honor of being included in the club of the most beautiful villages in Italy. Founded by Arabs around 1,000 CE, the city center still carries many of the architectural motives of the Islamic travelers. It was one of the first towns to offer houses for one euro, and it's famous for shaped cheese, focaccia, never heard of it, 
Um, so I have no idea how to pronounce it. And it's part of the National Association of Wine Cities. There's a regular theater hiking on the nearby mountain and a short drive to the beach. Literally, what's not to love? Oyes. Oh, my God. Oh. Now, that looks like a place I could live right there. That, that, that looks like kind of a town right there. I'm just saying. That's my type of town right here. Ooh, bam. Maybe I should move to Italy. Just saying. Located in one of the lesser-known regions of Italy, Oyes is in a tiny mountain hamlet that offers prospective home buyers a totally different kind of Italy. The mayor, Stefania Close, is eager to repopulate her mountain village, where 200 people currently reside, reads the listing on the website. From Roman times, the town of Oyes has had has its main economic resource in the breeding of livestock and is an excellent producer of Fontina. Once again, never been, I've never heard of. A hearth and stove in Oyes gives the long, the strong-legged homeowner access to the highest massives in Europe for trekking, stargazing, camping, skiing, and more. Romana. Surrounded by karst rock landscapes and evidence of prehistoric civilizations, Romana is not your average island town. Instead, a house in Romana with its murled streets and walls will make one feel very part, feel part of a very old way of life. Numerous nearby churches lie carved into the walls of cliffs or established in caves. Yeah, that's a, uh, those sound like pretty old fucking churches. Um, while the agro-pastoral life which dominated this elevated volcanic plain means that amazing local meat and cheese is available for cheap. Those who love nature and immersion in ancient history, Sardinia and the municipality of Romana are the right place to plan your dream one, one euro house project, right to the website. We must not forget that you're only a 45 minute drive away from the most beautiful sea in Sardinia. So anyway, yeah, these are not, uh, you know, dumps, you know, these are not ghettos. Uh, these are nice-ass towns that you can live for one euro. That's fucking amazing. Anywho, that is everything I got for today's episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And, uh, yeah, uh, peace.